Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavors, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, their songwriting technique, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 140. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Planet. The indie rock band from Sydney, Australia, today released their debut record, entitled Information Overload. In today's episode, we're speaking with Maddie and Tommy from the band about what it's like working with Adrian Busby, touring with the original Wiggles, and the state of pop music today. Here we go. Our guests today are two of the four members of one of the most exciting indie pop bands to come out of Sydney. Having previously released singles such as Resign, Need More and Chip Won't Change, they're releasing their debut record today, which is entitled Information Overload. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Maddie and Tommy from Planet. Good morning, gents. How are we? Good. How are you doing, Simon? Very well, thank you. Uh, Where are you joining us from today? I'm in my home studio in Redfern where we did most of the recording of the album. Um, and I think Tom's, you're in Linfield? I'm at home. At home. At home, yeah. I'm at, in Linfield, up north, North Shore, hanging out. Beautiful day. Beautiful. I am, um, although we're based in Adelaide, now I am, uh, I well, was born somewhere near the North Shore from my understanding. The, the certificate seems to say that anyway, so I'll take the paper on. On its worth, <laughs> yeah. My um, my my, I think my dad's name was spelled incorrectly on my birth certificate, so I needed um, I needed to update that like a couple of years ago, which is pretty funny. How, uh, what did they What did they do wrong? Oh, he has a weird name anyway. So they like did his name is Mariah Doc, and they uh, they made it Mariah Doll. So to get my British passport, I needed to get it um, amended. But yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. I think that that's quite a bit of a how did did that even happen that's quite a bit of a a mistake yeah i don't know i think they were pretty shit in the 90s i think with the typewriter (laughs) that's fair (laughs) um look the reason that we are chatting today it's a very exciting reason um planet are releasing their debut record information overload which is yeah congratulations boys Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> uh, how long has this album kind of been in the works now? Do you want to talk on this, Peppy? Um, two years. Yeah. I'd say from start to to the 11th when it's out, I'd say two years, I reckon. Um, I think there were some delays in there. Like we obviously, like, we'd, I'm not going to say the word. Everyone knows what's going on. But all of that stuff <laughs> that's happening at the moment. Uh, that didn't that didn't like put 
delay anything too much. I think we, we kind of had maybe all up like three to four months of delays, which I feel like is pretty good considering everything. So, um, yeah, it, I think we started demoing it just before the first kind of wave hit Australia. Um, and then we found ourselves, instead of being able to demo together in person, we were demoing kind of from each other's house, sending files across and stuff. So we did a lot of that work, um, all that work in lockdown, actually. It was mainly written in lockdown, a lockdown album. Because <laughs> the, the plan initially was, well, I believe quite the opposite of a lockdown album. You guys were going to travel halfway across the other side of the world and kind of um, right over there. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the plan. Um, I think, yeah, it was, was was for like early 2020. Well, that was... 2020. That was... That was when we were meant to go. We were meant to go over there. Our EP came out basically right when the pandemic hit. So mm-hmm. we were meant to go overseas to the UK. That's right, because there was talks of us delaying the the yeah. EP, but we just did it anyway. Yeah, there was, so, so we were going to go over and, and actually base ourselves in the UK in 2020 and then work on our, on our debut album in the UK in 2020, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, we did still get to work with uh, a UK producer though, and that was Adrian Bushby, so that was still very cool. Yeah, of course. I um, I can imagine, and I will we'll get to Adrian in a little bit, but yeah. I can imagine that kind of going over and having a plan to tour and then write and record and all that kind of um, catches you unaware. Was Do you think that the album that has come out today is kind of that, did that, the album that you were going to release back then, if that makes sense? Um, yeah, pr- pr- probably not actually, you know, yeah. it's a product of its time and, you know, because everything was going on and whatever, we had more of the chance to actually like really hone in on the sounds and try different stuff out. And it was sort of cool the way we were recording as men, Tom of the main songwriters were sort of doing our own little bit on our like computers at home and then sending off stems and stuff through like Google drive. So we could sort of have our own little, little space and sort of like try out weird stuff and not really like, be like, Oh yeah, we're like, you know, we're recording together. Like, you know, let's just try and get it done and try and get it down. We could actually experiment, I think a bit more. Um, yeah, well, I think which helped I, a lot with that. I think we're planning, like we were planning to step things up a bit and, and kind of do spend a bit more time in the studio as opposed to um, like, like the usual thing we do is we record some, like some of the bones of things in studios and then do the rest at home in the home studios. Cause it's just how we prefer to work. But I was looking forward to kind of stepping it up and getting into a studio and kind of exploring that space a little bit more. But like Matt said, the way that we did it was a way we'd never done it before and having that space, having that personal space to be able to come up with parts and write, and not have someone like over your shoulder or being in a room together and kind of like getting sick of being in a room together for like eight hours <laughs> was kind of nice in mm. a way as well. well it's, yeah, you're sort of on your own time as well Yeah, in that way. But, um, yeah, it, it worked out really cool, I think. Um, and for what it was, you know, like we, we were really looking forward to actually just, yeah, like being in a proper studio and being with like an actual producer and someone who would be like, Oh, jump in at that time, jump in at that time, which, you know, we have, we have heaps of time to do that for our other records, but, um, for what it was and what it is, it was, it turned out really cool. Yeah. Mm. It is a, um, it is a gorgeous record and 
I know that, um, Thanks. obviously, of course, um, it wasn't the kind of studio experience that you had initially thought of. I feel that you did kind of have a unique studio experience. If you're happy to talk about it, if we're allowed to talk about AIM or the Australian Institute oh, of yeah. Music and, and what happened there. <laughs> yeah. I'll let Maddie talk about that. If we can talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Um, so pretty much I was at this party. It was a bit of a loose one. We were like the stragglers at the end and I met this guy um, and he worked at AIM and he was like, like love, we were just talking about gear so much. We are just like nerding out and like at the early hours of the morning. Um, and then it so happened that he worked at AIM and he was a, like, a, like one of the microphone wizards that helped in and did all the tech support. Um, and he let us pretty much used the big room in AIM because it was around that time where it was lockdown and all that where like no, like no, like no one was really coming in anyway. Um, so that big room was all free and yeah, we did all guitars there. We did bass there. We did grand piano there. Um, we did, I borrowed a couple of mics off him actually and did acoustic in here, um, which was really, really cool. with like a Neumann and an AKG. Um, and yeah, it sort of, it just, it was really comfy as well, but, um, yeah, we had to work around different times and sort of, I had you know, to tell them, I like looked at the receptionist <laughs> right in the eyeballs and told her I was a student. No one was using it. Like you can't, like it's all just sitting there and like everyone, like no, the classes went on and stuff. Like you've got to put it to use. You know? Yeah. That's how um, that gear sort of like wears down if it just actually doesn't well, get like, any, any power yeah, into Our friend would have been out of a job if we weren't there using the equipment. <laughs> it's like, you know, nothing. We're pretty much employing people. Yeah, we're basically employing people. Yeah. Planet is keeping the economy running during lockdown, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no one else is, so fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Government's not helping. I do but agree in all with seriousness, that. that was- <laughs> In all seriousness, that was um, that was very cool being able to work in there, but also being left to work in there and like Matt and I aren't strangers to any of that gear, but working with gear that was de- like definitely stuff that we hadn't like worked with before, and it was kind of nice to just be in there and and have that space, you know. Definitely, hundred mm. percent. The um the record is, as I just mentioned, it is kind of gorgeous. It has this energy throughout it that I feel that all the, all the songs are obviously different. It's not like a part one through 13 of the same song, um, but it does, yeah, it maintains the same energy throughout, which I kind of think a lot of classic records maintain or they keep. I'm curious for you guys, is that something that's discussed when you initially go into the studio? Or is it just kind of something as you're kind of going along with the recording process? I don't think we, um, I don't think we've ever, I mean, it's, like, it's our first album, but with this album, we, it wasn't like we sat down and we were like, this is what it's going to be like start to finish. It was kind of just like we picked out the songs that we thought were the strongest and then pieced them together in the best way on the album. But each song was very much treated, was very much viewed and treated as its, as its own thing. And then when it came to like track listing and stuff, that was when we were kind of piecing together how things would fit together, but it wasn't so much on the lines of say like a concept album where you want everything to be this, this one thing. Um, wasn't, wasn't that at all. 
Um, but it is nice to hear that the energy is up. I think I get that vibe from it as well when I listen to it. That it kind of everything's every, every song is its own, but it they still when you listen start to finish, it, it does keep up that momentum throughout it. Yeah, yeah, and and we have we've we've like three of the three of the songs are actually older songs as well that we just we didn't even re-record. We just remixed and sort of reimagined um, a couple with Adrian Bushby. So it's good hearing that, that, you know, they have the same sort of energy as all the other new ones, which is cool. But it's all just like a snapshot of what we wanted as a debut album. And we sort of wanted to give love to the older songs, you know? Yeah, a snapshot of our songwriting, mm. old and new. Yeah. Old and new. Can I only do one debut? Yeah. I think you've done it well. I think you guys should be very, very proud of, proud of this one. Um, Thank you. The, uh, as you mentioned, Adrian Bushby worked on the record, who some people might not know the name, but they would definitely know, I guess, some of his back catalogue. I think um, there's Placebo, there's U2, there's I think Spice Girls are on there somewhere. Um, yes. Yeah. He, um, he, um, he did that Blue Juice record. Yeah, he did New Order as well. Oh, yeah. That one with yeah. Crystal on it. So sick. Yeah. How did the uh, opportunity or how did that kind of working with him come about? He, um, his agent, his people emailed our people, his agent, his agent emailed our manager and said that he had been listening to our EPs, our, our last EPs. And he was, and he'd seen our activity over in the UK and he was kind of, um, he was he was keen to work with us on something, whether it, it it wasn't really discussed what that would be at that point, but it was just like you know he was just expressing his interest to work with us. So that kind of sat there for a bit, and then when it came to deciding what we were going to do with the album, I think we reached back out to him and got on a Zoom call with him, as you do, just to try and see if it's a good fit. Um, I think he was initially he was keen to do studio time and stuff, so we were, he was. They were, they were thinking that we might be able to get over to London to do it, but that was like in the thick of it all. And we were like, God, we know be, you know, two weeks isolation either end and it's not something that we wanted to do. Um, so it was a first for him. I think it was a first for him the way that we did it. So he, he, when we're chatting with him and stuff during the process, he, I think he found it a bit strange, but he also found it kind of cool. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the story. He it was it was so good for him to to be approached by someone like that and have someone like that like keen to work with you as well. Yeah, of course. I I think especially having someone of that caliber kind of come to you and say yeah. let's work together is is incredible. Um, you guys have kind of yeah found some or built some traction, found some traction, found some some love in the UK. Um, the sound of the band. When listening to the record, it's not. I don't want to say it's exactly like Britpop because it's it's not. I don't want to. Uh, I think it was a lazy comparison. I initially thought um, there was like a hint of Oasis, but then in doing my research, found out that I think the Verve um, Urban Hymns is a big record for you guys, and that yeah. made a lot more sense in terms of the album and, and the songwriting. Do you guys remember what brought you together? as a band to begin with and what those kind of influences were. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, God. Mm. I don't even know if I can... Matt... I think so. We so we all, me and Matt went to the same school, and so did um, uh, a couple of members from our original lineup in another project. And we, I think we were kind of just. I think we came together because we were like the only musical, like the only guys from the music class at school that were like trying to actively pursue something after school. So we kind of all just fell into each other's laps. Um. And, and then we were jamming and stuff. It just kind of grew from there. But we like, you know, from there, like I, me and Matt, you know, Matt's one of my best friends and and I didn't even say a word to him at school. I didn't even know he existed until we finished school, you know. <laughs> so it's like very interesting that in that way, I guess. But then, you know, you, you figure out you've been at a school with someone that long and, and then you, you see each other after. And, you know, we have very similar tastes in music, also very different, which is I think important when writing songs together if you're both trying to write songs that are influenced by the exact same band or, or people, then your songs aren't going to sound original or unique. Yeah. hundred percent. It's, um, it's something that I feel, I think, who was it? Uh, Tommy, I think that you were, com- have, have recently learned to compose or, um, ar- arrange. I've just, uh, yeah, I've been dabbling in arrangements. I had to. I've been. We use software string and software instruments and stuff to kind of like put piece together like uh, what's what I call scores. Not really scores though, because it's not like that level. Um, but I do have to write out the sheet music so that uh, it can be sent over and used by people who are tracking it, which is something I want to do more of in the future. Hundred percent. When um when you're both songwriting together, is there an element of, I guess, like Maddie will be giving a song structure, and you'll hear, maybe not for every song, but you'll hear like a score for some parts, or is it? Yeah, I'm wondering how the dynamic of, of both of you songwriting together works. Yeah, well, the first the first um well when say like for example like one to keep you, which is the last track on the album, um. I was pretty much, I just jammed out sort of like a thing with acoustic guitar, had that melody and had the vocals and the lyrics. Um, and it was literally just the acoustic guitar and my vocals um, for like the three minutes or whatever it is. Um, and then I sent that over to Tom and I pretty much straight away, it was like, oh, cool, I hear this string part. And in that way, when we were sending it over, you know, through Google Drive and all that, um, I sent it over to him and he sent it back and it was like, whoa, this whole orchestra's on it. Um, I think that's how that one happened. But I I think 
when we are properly in the room together and we're writing, which is obviously the best way I like to do it, is like two um, acoustic guitars, you're sitting down, you're just fleshing out the song because realistically if a song sounds good on acoustic guitar, then it's going to sound great with whatever production you want put on it, you know? just like as the base of the whole song. Um, so I know I'm, I'm excited for this, say this album number two to see how it goes with, um, you know, two acoustic guitars and then just working out cool little string arrangements on that. Cause I think that's definitely the sort of direction that we want to head to. And, um, yeah, I know it sounds hey. lush and I think it sounds really lush. Yeah. I just, it's, it's really, um, it's a really interesting, it's interesting cause I think that works as well, but, like I love tinkering with stuff. I love like laying heaps of stuff off and, and mucking around with sounds. Like oftentimes I'll just finish something. So even with that song, you send it over and just like layer it up and just build it up. And then when I do that myself with songs that I've written and sent over, I'll do all of that before I even pay any attention to like a vocal melody or stuff very much like sonic territory, which I think is why I'm pulled towards all this arrangement stuff and like working with like bigger, groups of instruments just as a texture thing. Yeah, hundred percent with, um, with what you've just said, can we, I guess, expect, I know we're talking about debut album, but can we expect the, the up record sooner rather than later if you've already begun songwriting? I think that's the plan. Yeah. We have, um, we have a few in the vault already about like 30, 40 that we just need to sort of like, you know, tune up and sort of finish off and, do all that, but yeah, I reckon. I think we'll be looking at. Um, I think we'll definitely be looking at tracking that at some point this year. Yeah, hopefully a single by the end of the year, depending on time. Yeah, we're getting angsty. We've just been recorded. It's been recorded and mastered for like close to a year now. It's time to it's time to record something here. Yeah, it's time to <laughs> let it out. Which finally we have. We, yes, exactly. We're not going to complain. The more, the more, the better in terms of uh, music from yourselves, guys. Um, we, as we discussed, there's a lot of love coming from the UK. You guys are heading back there in April, I believe, as well as some shows in Australia around March. Are you excited to kind of get back out there both nationally and internationally and kind of play some shows? Hey, last year we played one show. It was crazy. We played one show and it was one show in Melbourne in March. So um, I won at least, you know, at least 80, maybe even triple digits for this year. So it needs to happen. Um, so excited. It's like, yeah, it's, well, um, it's part and parcel of being a musician. You can only just record for like a certain amount of time, you know? Um, so yeah, I reckon uh, what, what it's looking like in the UK at the moment, they're looking very lenient in comparison to the New South Wales or Australian government at the moment. So it's, um, it's looking, it's looking very hopeful and very, um, very cool in terms of live music over there. Um, yeah. and I'm sure Australia will get out of it soon. You know, we'll be, um, we'll be over there. We'll be over there touring this album in, in May. It'll be the first, like the UK to stretch basically be the first stretch of the album touring cycle. And um, I think we'll, we might just stay over there for a little bit. I think we might just stay over in England for a few months. Mm, that's the plan. I think that's very fair. I think that's very fair. Um, with some of these uh, live shows, 
there is one date that I'm curious about uh, in that you're supporting the original lineup of the Wiggles in Sydney as well. <laughs> yeah. For yourselves, writing the music that you write, what was that kind of, uh, I guess, what was what was it like hearing that you guys would be playing with, yeah, with the, the OG Wiggles? I think Matt laughed. <laughs> no, it's it's just crazy. It's like you're supporting a, like a childhood sort of like nostalgic um, band at Kudos Arena, and they've already sold it out. I was at I was literally in <laughs> arenas as a kid with like a Dorothy the Dinosaur tail on, watching them when I was a kid. Like, it's very um, it's very weird. <laughs> like I, I was never a wiggler as a kid, but I'm, I think Tom was a full blown Dorothy. I was a massive wiggler. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah it's insane but it's a big it's a really big big one for us obviously there's such an iconic well-known australian act loved by many iconic to get, to get to support them but also have the opportunity to play in such a such a big space and such a cool venue is it's a you know truly exciting no it should be really fun i reckon and it's um it's pretty much we might have to like fly out to UK. I think the day after, so be a nice yeah, end off. It's that rockstar yeah. lifestyle. <laughs> the next morning, no yeah. partying with the Wiggles. No, no, no wiggling. <laughs> no wiggling. Early sleep, <laughs> way past my bedtime. I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Maddie and Tommy. Usually, we would ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to. Is there, um, at the moment, any kind of uh, record, single, EP, whatever it may be, that's kind of taking your fancy? Um, I've been listening to a lot of, um, a lot of just like sort of pop music at the moment. I've, I've been, um, listening to, um, I think there was like the latest single by Post Malone in the weekend. It's called One Right Now. Um, it's like, I've just been noticing heaps of like, uh, heaps of new pop artists and all that stuff are using all these cool 80s sort of sounding like synthesizers and beats and stuff like that. So it's like really cool hearing all like the Junos in the background and stuff. But yeah, that song I've been sort of blasting a fair bit. It's just really catchy and has really good production on it. Sick. Yeah. Tell me what about yourself? Um, I've actually just been recently listening to music. I've been putting on just kind of just like, cruising my Spotify discover a little bit, not really like kind of sticking with too much, just, just feeling a bit, um, cause I'm in the middle of like a go through stages with writing. And at the moment I'm writing a little bit more than I usually would. So it's nice to, instead of getting stuck on one thing, just, just zoom through every day, or every week on the Spotify discover and just like hear some different sounds and there's some really cool, can't think of anyone off the top of the head, but I've been hearing some really cool, um, Australian bands. And uh, same as Maddie, like even just found, found myself listening to a lot more, um, a lot more like modern, like current pop music because I feel like it's in, a, in quite a good spot. I feel like I feel like American pop music went through like a really weird, weird time throughout. Obviously, definitely through the two thousands. The two thousands was weird, <laughs> very strange. But like, you know, even the twenty tens, twenty twenty a bit a bit quite not there but it's really come back and a lot of these big pop stars even like justin bieber and stuff are doing some really 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 cool stuff um it's sort of bringing back guitar music a bit as well you know like they're yeah, all I mean, justin live bieber's, bands justin bieber's yeah. got a live band now and they're sick like i don't know if you like if you, if you have time check them out because like the his the stuff he's doing live at the moment is so much better than the stuff that he's 
that he's actually putting out on record. And I think that just comes down to how music, how pop music is produced in America, like top 40 pop music, you know. But, yeah, big on that stuff. They're, they're bringing it back, 80s guitar and synth. It's so good. What is the um, the new, the weekend's new record, Dawn FM? That one mm. is extremely, like, I feel like that's his, just not touching on what you both mentioned of the the synths and the guitars and everything, that's like... He's kind of uh, oh my god, what is the word? <laughs> he's um crystallized. He's like the concentrate of what he's tr- trying to do. That's, yeah, he's finally yeah, done it. Most yeah. definitely. It's a good album yeah. that one actually. Some real good yeah. songs. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's pure. It's pure eighties. Hey, it's all drum machines. It's all like really like chorusy sort of sounding guitars and synths and stuff. It's yeah. Yeah, look, music's in a good place, man. Mm. It's in a good place. <laughs> not to be complaining. Not at all. And again, we're not just talking about the weekend's album. We are talking about Planet Information Overload is the record that is out today. That's it. Um, Maddie and Tommy, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks so much, Simon. Thank you. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Planet for their time. Information Overload is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record or see them on tour. We also want to give a huge shout out to Shari, a great company collective, for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.